This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit chalcedon.edu to download this book in PDF or to purchase this book. God's Plan for Victory The Meaning of Postmillennialism by Rusus John Rustuni Chalcedon Foundation, Vallecito, California, 95251 Copyright 1997 by Rusus John Rushduni. 1997 Preface by R.J. Rushduni. God's plan for victory was first published in 1977 and quickly went through two large printings. Failure to reprint it further was due to negligence on my part and a desire to add to it possibly. Eschatology, the doctrine of last things, is also the doctrine of the first thing because it is concerned with the goal of history. Of necessity, goals determine present-day action. We are not motivated to action unless we know the purpose of our action. Specific goals motivate us. If we believe that the main and final goal of the Christian life is heaven, or the salvation of our souls, we will be indifferent to history and the world around us. But, if in terms of Matthew 6 and verse 33, we believe that the kingdom of God and his righteousness or justice must have priority in our lives, then we will not have a self-centered view of salvation. Our personal salvation is not the focus and goal of the gospel, but simply the starting point. The goal is God's kingdom, his purpose for humanity in the world, the essence of man's fall and his will to be his own God, his own source of law and morality. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5. All too often, men retain aspects of this original sin in insisting that their salvation is the center of God's plan. God seeks His own glory and purpose. Our place in His plan is not at the center. Thus, it is serious deformation. First, if we make our own personal salvation central to God's plan and purpose, it is arrogant for man, in plain diversions for God's word, to see himself as more important in God's plan than God himself. Such a view is echo of man's original sin. Second, it is also error to make the church central to God's plan and purpose. Such a view is Augustinian but wrong. St. Augustine, father of much good and bad in church history, despaired of victory in the world, and therefore saw the church as the spear of victory. This led to a very high doctrine of the church, both in Rome and Protestantism. If our hope for the futures of man in Christ's world is only the church, then we will stress the church as man's hope. The church will be overstressed because it is man's only hope. Neither the state, the Christian family, nor the school, nor any other institution offers hope, and none are seen as therefore central or important. Third, an eschatology which is not postmillennial will have a prayer life very different from that of a postmillennialist. A problem in prayer is self-absorption and the undue concern with the personal. To a degree, this is necessary, and the Psalms reflect the private concerns of their writers but they also reflect the hope of victory and the assurance of God's triumph in history.
Without such a concern, our prayers become warped and self-centered. A grim fact that faces us today is the impotence of the Christian community. More than half the people in the United States who are 18 years of age or older profess to believe in Jesus Christ as God incarnate, and the Bible as God's infallible word. If those people were only one-fourth of the population, they should still be dominating the culture when in fact they are marginal. Their false eschatologies place them on sidelines of history. Some even pride themselves on their irrelevance. Some years ago, I edited the eschatological writings of J. Marcellus Kick and published them under the title, Eschatology of Victory. Perhaps the best title I ever gave a book. The title states the case, Postmillennium is the Eschatology of Victory. This was the reason for widespread success for God's plan of victory. Many people with other views were quick to embrace postmillennialism because they wrote they were not happy with being losers. The notion of defeat does not go well with the fact of an omnipotent God and a conquering Christ. For me, there is another and very personal advantage in postmillennialism. It takes with total seriousness and a totality of meaning the validity of Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, quote, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, end quote. My work has not lacked in sometimes ugly and dishonest attacks. To be in the winner's circle makes a great difference in facing these things and ignoring them because the end result is so clear. History both world history and the personal outcome is a magnificent success story according to the Bible. We can thus be patient at the rage of the ignorant and of the losers. Russus John Rushduni, February 19, 1997. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.